Hi, everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the Father Brian. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has been quite a while. Again, scheduling conflicts and whatnot, so our apologies. Yeah, well, I don't really apologize. Scheduling conflicts. Too bad for you. Who are you? I I don't introduce myself. We know this. (laughs) Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. My name is Corey. Yes, you are. I had a lot of wine today. Yes, so it's like my six apologies. o'clock. We went to like four wineries. It's six o'clock. <laughs> we had a wine tour. We did. Aren't wine tours normally at like afternoon no. times? Well, no. it starts in the afternoon and it goes all. We day. started at one, two o'clock. Noon. That's noon not o'clock. afternoon. That's noon. Noon. No, it was like noon thirty. That's not a word. It is. But we went on a wine tour for our anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I'm happy. Five for you. years. Or whatever Five I'm supposed to say here. But we've been together for like almost thirteen. Right. So Lucky thirteen. So alright. Well thank I mean, you for joining us today. I feel thank like you. in October thirteen is lucky. And then any other month it's unlucky. Alright. I'm going to go to sleep. You better not. I'm going to go to sleep, too. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Um, I know it's been a while. We've been trying, but it's been tough. Uh, he's been working a lot, so it's been difficult like to try to get us all together. Week, sometimes 50, and it's always like, it's always like all day. It's not right. in the mornings. It's not middle of the night. It's like all day. But thank you for your patience, and thank you for sticking with us, and also for joining us today. So. Yeah, good for you. You made it. You did it. You did you it. You did it. All right, without any further ado, how about a Romper Room shout-out? Oh, well, I catch as per again? usual, I'm not prepared, and I don't know why even Caleb could tell me, Corey, it's at the top of the show, and I'd be like, Caleb, what are you talking about, your nonsense child? I'd be like, what's at the top of the show? Um, the all right. song, right? So, That's at the top of the show. Uh, What's a song? Caleb. We have a song. Um, Our theme song. That's not a song. That's, that's a riff. That's actually a stock pile of also, stock images. It's not a... Yes. <laughs> it's, what? It's, what am I doing? I didn't know you could play stock images. Someone tell me. Interesting. I mean, you can. You just make a slideshow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Romper Room shout out. All right. Here's my magic mirror. And here's who I see. Caleb, as per usual, who I was talking about, who was like, Corey, get your crap together, mm-hmm. which is what he would say to me. Um, Caleb and Jess, and I see Mike and Susie and Maurice, uh, my biggest fans, and I'm the biggest fans of them. And they are the Boogeyman's Closet. Please go listen to their podcast if you are over 18 or if your parents hate you. I was going to say something really mean. I'm <laughs> going to. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I'll save that for maybe a special occasion, though. All right. That mean remark. And speaking of mean remarks, my best friend, Timothy. Hello, Timothy. I don't know. That seemed like a good segue in my head. Sure. Hello, Timothy. It's nice to um, say hello to you. And hello, Josh. And hello, does Matt listen to the podcast? 
Did yes. he say he wanted a shout yes. out? Matt! Shout out to you, bud! Thank you. Do we just, really need to know who actually listens, or can we just say? Okay, here's that who we listens. Know, and then if they listen, yeah, here's the real people. Mike, Mike, maybe sometimes Maurice, Susie. I don't care. Good for them. I don't I'm think she listens anymore. Listening. Timothy, a hundred percent does. Josh says he does, and I don't have a. Re- he doesn't have a reason to lie to me. Matt also may listen. And Don Johnson listened at least once. <laughs> Aside from... Oh, and Caleb. Caleb listens. He's probably our number one fan. If we're choosing number one fans. Sorry, Timothy. Can you be a number Caleb one is fan of your own content? A child. I'm not <laughs> a number be. one fan of this content, honestly. Um, what was I doing? Oh, Romper Room shout out. I'm back, baby. Um, hi, Matt. And... Joey and Buffalo's own Don Johnson. He's making haha funny somewhere. So I don't know. Go just like to, us. We make haha funny. Go to one of his social media things, and uh, I don't know. Find out where he's at. We're probably the best or, at it. Or demand it Ever. from him. Demand some haha funnies from him. He'll likely oblige, or maybe he won't. That's um, why this segment is always so long because there's always so many people to list. That's true. Everyone wants uh, in on this. Yeah, because everyone's like, we need that. We need that shout out. Nikki, you never want a shout out. I'm shouting you out oh anyways because I don't care. Um, and Steve <sighs> the Otter. And here are the real people. Uh, hello, TJ and Cash and Karen in Georgia and Sterling K. Brown and Mark Worden and Josh Ackerman and really basically all of the MMC, including Justin Timberlake and J.C. J. Chazé, the most talented member of NSYNC. You can fight me on that. Uh, uh, Gaslight Anthem, they listen, uh, Brian Fallon, Alex Rosamilia, Alex Levine, and Benny Horowitz. They're, they're listening while they're on tour. Yeah, they are. I love them. I want to just smooch all of them. <laughs> Platonically smooch all of them. Um, and hello to, did I say TJ Miller? Yes. He's the first right one the I always say. Uh, and hello to Bill Hader. And speaking of people, I'd like to smooch Andy Samberg. Platonically smooch him. Uh, Andy Samberg and Fred Armisen. Maya Rudolph. Belle and Biv and perhaps DeVoe also listen. And uh, uh, all of the Wu-Tang except ODB who is in heaven now looking down on us and letting his light shine eternally. R.I.P. homie. And uh, Mariah Carey's also a listener. And as is Peter Cetera and um, Michael Bolton. I hope you're happy whatever you're doing, whatever your endeavors are, wherever you may be in this world. Kenny G and um I feel like Quentin deserves a shout out after I've whom? devoted like thirty five hours over the last I forgot Ethan. Five days. Big Eve, I'm sorry, yeah. baby. Uh I after I've devoted like thirty hours over the last like f- four days what's his, to this what's content. His Quentin. Name? Quentin Quentin. Shout out to you, boy. Mm-hmm. You, you did some good stuff. And my best friend, the Silver Fox himself, Dick Gear. We did it. We did it. I forgot some people. Well, you're out of practice. But we did it. It's done. It's done. And you had a lot of wine today, so. How many people do I want to smooch platonically? All of you. 
just... I counted at least four. <laughs> just listen. If you see me and you want to smooch me platonically, ask for my consent. But then... <laughs> You'll make it happen? Okay, great. I, I don't I don't know where I'm going. Don't ask to smooch Are me we done platonically. With this segment yet? Don't ask for it. Okay. It's don't so ask for weird. it. It's so weird. It. I'm sorry. Only what? you can ask for what, it. What just happened? Well, if you'd like to comment God. on that rousing segment. It was awful. You can always reach out to us. Uh, you can reach out to us at email, so it's come to this pod oh, at gmail.com. No. Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod, or on Facebook, you can find us at so it's come with the number two this. What about the Twitterverse? We don't talk about Twitterverse. Um, anyway, I would like to propose something for that for that uh that shout out of our uh of our social media. Sure. Can you please start saying Facebook brought to you by Meta? <laughs> I'll see if I can make a note of that. <laughs> Alright. So I did lie earlier. I said we didn't have an email. We do have an email. From whom? Um, I will tell you in a moment. Is is so, it about my car's warranty? <laughs> the um I didn't know it was up. The subject line says, Congrats, you're invited. <laughs> It is about the, the email warranty. says, we're offering a chance to see if you're pre-approved with no credit score impact. From Capital One. Yeah! Uh, how wonderful that Capital, Capital One, One decided to contact us. Capital One is sponsoring <laughs> this episode? No, they, they sent us junk email. Uh, I, thought, I thought maybe. So that, that's our email for this week. <laughs> it was junk email. <laughs> All right, now we're eye on Springfield segment. So, Corey, you're going to be super excited about this. And this is a bit dated because obviously I kind of prepared for this a while ago and we didn't have a chance to record, but people are again saying that the Simpsons have predicted the future. Good for them. This time it revolves around Queen Elizabeth II's death. Yes! A September 15th Facebook post featured two animated images of the Queen who died on September 8th. The first shows her collapsing her hands together while Homer Simpsons looks on in a courtroom. The second shows her lying in a partially open casket displaying the words Elizabeth II, 1926 to 2022. That, that interspersed with the cartoon images of what appears to be footage of the Queen's eldest son, King Charles III, walking in her funeral procession. What? That's a, this of is course, a this post was flagged as part of Facebook's efforts, oh, brought to you by Meta, Thank you. to combat <laughs> false news and misinformation on its news feed. So the first image of the Queen and Homer is authentic, but a reverse image search brings up multiple stills from the 2003 episode in which Homer crashes a rental car into the Queen's carriage. It also surfaces news stories about the Queen's appearance on the show. The cartoon illustration of the Queen in a casket appears to be an alteration of another Simpson-like cartoon image of former President Donald Trump in a casket. As we noted in a prior fact check, that image never appeared in The Simpsons either. So once again, people are photoshopping things and then people are like oh my god they did it again they just said the future but they don't they don't but they don't as a certain as a certain uh uh space traveling hobo said (laughs) yes yes are you gonna (laughs) are you gonna laugh through this space traveling hobo baby you said the word hobo so of course she's going to laugh what? What's this? What oh, did just the like Hoju? Uh, anyway, <laughs> if something happens, then it's written down. That's called history. 
If something is written down, then it happens. That's called fiction. I see. Getting deep here today. What hobo? What hobo? What hobo told you that? No. What hobo told you that? <laughs> it's a quote from uh, from 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 space-time traveler in the galaxy. (laughs) What's the book called? (laughs) Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. That's the word. (laughs) I don't remember that line. But also, I don't remember what my name is right now, so... I don't technically know if it's a quote. I heard it recently, so... (laughs) I don't know if it's technically from Hitchhiker's Guide. I did not check it. So if someone would like to fact check that for us, let us know. I'm not going to fact fact check anything. Well, I wasn't talking to us. I was talking to the listeners. Listener. I don't feel like doing my my own... I'm not hurting your... What did you call me? Bro? Candle, bro. I heard Brian. No. Which is, it bro? is not my name. Nope, that's not your name. <laughs> All right, let me move on here. Hey, that's um, not my name. <laughs> <laughs> so during the Simpsons panel at Disney's 20, D23 Expo, an animated Homer Simpson was interviewed by Winnie the Pooh and answered a series of planted questions which led to a hilarious reference to the MCU's Phase 5 slate. As shared by Laughing Place, oh. the cartoon icon was asked about a sequel to the Simpsons movie, leading to the reveal of Phase 5 of the Simpsons Cinematic Universe. The parody slate included the likes of Iron Moe, Sea Captain America, Groundskeepers of the Galaxy, Selma Vision, and Moon Knight. The exact same title as its MCU inspiration. I... So, the video was actually kind of funny. Oh. I will post it. If, if you haven't seen it at Wait, am I having a fever dream? Did you say that Homer Simpson was interviewed by Winnie the Pooh? That's correct, at D23. Mark Warden, I know you were at D23. You need to uh, hit us up and tell us if that happened. You know what else was at D23? Your the mom. The new hit card game, Lorcana. It was just announced at D23, and it's going to be incredible. It's got all your favorite characters. It has everything. (laughs) Don't buy Lorcana, please. Let it fail. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be geared towards younger children, so maybe that's... No, it's going to be geared towards Disney stands, Disney adults, people who go to Disney World every single day. It's not going to be geared towards (laughs) players. Gotcha. I know some of them. Yep. All right, my last thing for today, uh, 20th Century Television is still in the animated series-making business, and it seems that Fox wants to keep a bunch of their hit series on the air. According to Deadline, Fox is in early renewal talks to bring back Family Guy, The Simpsons, and Bob's Burgers for new seasons. The Simpsons is already started their 34th season, and Family Guy has, is into their 21st, and Bob's Burgers their 13th. These renewals come in just as the network has doubled down on their animation efforts with them even planning a new adult-oriented cartoon. So, we are still talking to them, Fox president of entertainment Michael Thorne told The Trade, and I think those shows will be on the air along with our new animation for the next couple of years, but we're still in conversations right now about those. I'm excited about season 34. It's probably the best 34th season of any show you've ever seen, executive producer, co-showrunner, and writer Matt Selman previously told Deadline about the next season of the hit animated series. Season 34 obviously opened up on Sunday, September 25th, and season 33 is now on Disney Plus as of October 5th. So that is all I have for today. 
I don't know, the 34th season of, uh, of, of Survivor was real good. Was it? I don't know. I don't. I don't even it. think there's 34 seasons. There is. There's is 43 there? seasons. There oh is. wow! Yeah, it's it's a big show. I don't understand how that's possible. Because they release multiple seasons in a year. How many? Wow. I think sometimes it was three. That's insane. Yep, just churning out that content, baby. Survivor was the first content farm. Sure, <laughs> we'll go with that. All right, so let's jump into our episode today. Obviously, um, with it being October, we are in spoopy season. Spoopy season! So we decided that we were going to bring you a Treehouse of Horror episode. Um, Just to kind of tease here, we do have a planned team up again with our friends at the Boogeyman's Closet. We're going to be doing another Treehouse of Horror with them later this month, um, so you'll be able to find that as well coming soon. But so for this time around, B, why don't you tell us what we're working on today? Yeah, welcome everyone to our 65th episode of this podcast. It's crazy, right? Right. We're about to, we're, we're about, we're, we're close to that magical number. We're we're almost there. Just, just let you guys know it's gonna, it's gonna be spectacular. I don't Um, know, the uh, Workaholics boys kind of beat us to that and made a big deal about that episode for them. Okay, good for them. I'm happy for them. We haven't made it there yet. All right. Uh, we're doing Trios of Horror 4. Uh, this was the ep- the fifth episode of the fifth season. Its production code was AF04. Uh, it originally aired on October 28th, 1993. It was directed by David Silverman. The wraparound was written by Conan O'Brien. The Devil and Homer Simpson was written by Greg Daniels and Dan McGrath. Terror at Five and a Half Feet was j- written by Josh Weinstein and Bill Oakley. And Bart Ho- Bart Simpson's Dracula was written by Bill Ketterbury. Uh, it guest stars Phil Hartman and Frank Welker. And there is no chalkboard gag, and the couch gag was, uh, well, of course, it's a Trias of Horror, so we got to see gravestones. What Trias of Horror doesn't show us gravestones? I can't think of one. Um. I can't think after of this one. one. I can't think of one. There has not been a good Treehouse of Horror after this one. That's uh, also not true. Uh, the but the couch gag was the family as zombies enter the living room before sitting on the couch. All right, thank you very much. Uh, they enter from the floor, don't they? Yes, they mm-hmm. do. Break open the floor. Yep, they bust open the floor and come up. That wasn't written down in my notes that I definitely took, but I remembered it because I have the most perfect um, it memory. It does say of right here: us. the family as zombies enter through the living room floor. I don't know what before you're sitting about. on the couch. Nah, you're wrong. <laughs> That's a bold faced lie. You just wrote wrote that down real quick. <laughs> All right. So a few things about this episode. Um, this was Conan O'Brien's final assignment for The Simpsons. By the time this episode aired, his brand new late night show on NBC had already been on for a little over a month. He was on NBC at all? When? Yeah. Almost when? the, well, not the entire time, but his, uh, when he was the late, oh, late right, show. because he, he went on after Leno. Yes. And, and then, then he took over he, for Leno. He, he and did then, take over for Leno? Yeah, yeah. And then there was a big I thought hullabaloo, that, and then I Leno that, got the show back yeah. right, and took it from him. 
and it was a big thing. What I thought happened was NBC said, yeah, you can have Leno's slot, and he's like, sweet. And then uh, the time came around, and Leno's like, nah, I don't want to leave. And NBC's like, well, he's Jay Leno, so we can't do anything, because he's the greatest person who has ever lived. Well, I, and kinda. part of what you're saying is true. What hap- The first part of what you said is exactly what happened. So NBC, because Conan was up for a contract, and they were talking to him, and he was thinking about going somewhere else, and they said, all right, if you sign a contract here and stay with us, in five years you can take over The Tonight Show from Jay Leno. Great, wonderful, blah, blah, blah. And then he had it written in the contract that if something were to happen and they were to take it away from him, they had to pay him a ridiculous sum of money. So, as you said, the time came, he was supposed to replace Jay Leno, and then Jay Leno's like, well, I don't want to be done. I want to keep going. Right. So then what NBC tried to do, they wanted him, they wanted Leno to go on at 11.30, and then Conan would start at midnight. So Conan Wasn't that did what not, he was usually doing? No, it was 11. So Leno was on from 11.30 to 12.30, and then Conan's late night show was from 12.30 to 1.30. So... They essentially wanted to do that. He, of course, said, that's not okay. And then it went back and forth. And then essentially Conan stayed on the air for about six months. And then mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to give it back to Jay Leno. So then, of course, he walked and then he ended up at TBS. I digress. Um, so as with the rest of the Halloween specials, the episode is considered non-canon and falls outside the show's regular continuity, if that exists. Yeah, I was going to say, what is... <laughs> the- I don't think that there is a Simpsons canon. Right. Like there's a there's a little bit here and there, but yes, it over the years it definitely has. The only thing is like no main characters have ever died. So, well, that's not true, but like no main characters have ever died and then showed back up. Right. Um th- that's that's the extent of the canon. Right. Um, so the wraparounds that we mentioned, again, those are the parts at the beginning of each segment with Bart in the art gallery. Um, those are based on Rod Serling's television series, Night Gallery, in which Serling appears as an art gallery and introduced each episode by unveiling paintings depicting the stories. So executive producer James L. Brooks loved that show and said it was great fun for him to do the parody. So I know when that was kind of coming up and we were watching, Corey, you were kind of snickering, so I'm assuming you knew of the show? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So was that... I love Rod Sterling. Right. You but know that. That wasn't on, like, when we were growing up. Like, you just saw, like, reruns of it yeah. or something? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured, but I wasn't sure of the time frame of that. Yep. Uh, showrunner David Merkin thought that the Treehouse of Horror episodes were the hardest episodes to do because the staff had to fit in all three stories in only 22 minutes. Merkin said things had to happen really fast. They're really just crammed with jokes and story beats and everything. Uh, Bill Oakley loved the idea of Flanders being the devil because he was the character whom viewers would least expect. And of course they say that. He also thought Harry Shearer did a good job playing Flanders in a much darker way while remaining very true to the character. Uh, Night Gallery um, was 1969 to 1973. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want this again. I want Flanders to not be... Fl- I want Flanders to lose his Flanderization again and just get a very interesting look at the character at a different angle. He does do that. Last season, there was a two-episode arc that was like Fargo. What's Fargo? It was, it's a movie, movie slash TV show. 
And it's very the movie's very good. The TV show's awesome. I've never watched but, a TV um, show. Flanders is a kind of a dark character, but I don't think it's it's supposed to be outside of the canon. You're supposed to be outside of canon. Also, there is no canon. So okay. if you want to see it, it's out there. But then you'd have to watch new episodes. And I, and I won't do that. <laughs> so many scenes in uh, that segment, uh, Homer versus, uh, or the devil versus Homer Simpson. Many scenes had to be cut to shorten the segment, including one that showed Homer's severed head being used as a bowling ball by a demon in hell. If you'd like to see that scene, um, check out the Simpsons 138th episode Spectacular, which aired in the show's seventh season, and they'll show you that clip. The second segment, Terror at Five and a Half Feet, of course, was inspired by an episode of The Twilight Zone called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, in which William Shatner's character is inside an airplane watching a gremlin tear apart the wing. Young Bill Shatner. Yep. Silverman watched the episode to get inspiration for Bart's facial expressions. Uh, Oakley said there was a lot of work put into the design of the gremlin to make him scary within the Simpson universe. Merkin said he felt the gremlin was well done because he looks scary and yet looks like a completely organic Simpsons character. Uh, Uder, a character from Germany, makes his first appearance on the show in this segment. He was conceived as a one-time joke, but has reappeared in later episodes because Merkin felt he was such a, quote, perfect stereotype. A lot of Treehouse of Horror episodes, honestly. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the joke. But he is in... um, the episode where Bart and Lisa play hockey. Yeah, no, I know that he's in other episodes. Not many, but but yeah, there are a few here and there. All right, the third segment, Bart Simpson's Dracula, of course, is based on Francis Ford Coppola's film, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Merkin was a big fan of the film and pushed for a segment about vampires inspired by the movie. He liked the final result and felt Mr. Burns was perfect in the role of Dracula, and I would have to agree there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Dracula and his castle were designed by Silverman. Merkin, a big Peanuts fan, came up with the idea for the ending of Bart Simpson's Dracula. Uh, The paintings seen in the wraparound segments are parodies of well-known works, including The Scream, The Son of Man, The Death of Marat, The Persistence of Memory, and Ascending and Descending, all featuring members of the Simpson family. The jury of Homer's trial consists of John Wilkes Booth, Lizzie Borden, John Dillinger, Blackbeard, Benedict Arnold, and the starting lineup of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. And also Richard Nixon, who points out that he's not dead yet. So we were talking as it was going on. Corey said, okay, the 1976 Philadelphia I Flyers, get why is that funny? And I had to explain to her back then that team was known as the Broad Street Bullies. Um, they won the Stanley Cup, I think it was in 75 and in 76, the one year against the Sabres, and they had a reputation for just being this rough and tough team that would basically just beat up any team that they would play against. So that's where the joke And then won two years in a row. Yes. And because then never again. Well, I mean, we got a shot. Uh, the scene in Hell where Homer is fed all the donuts in the world and asks for more is a direct parody of the cartoon Pigs is Pigs, in which the character Piggy, known for being a glutton, is taken in by a scientist and forced to eat all of the food in the world. Oh. I have no idea what reference this is, but if anyone out there pigs has seen it. Pigs eat pigs? Pigs is pigs. Pigs, pigs is, is pigs. Pigs is pigs. My last thing here, the closing credits of the episode feature a version of the Simpsons theme that is a combination of the instruments used in the Munsters theme song and the harpsichord and snapping from the Adams Family theme song. Hmm. 
All right, so the opening of the episode starts, um, as B mentioned, yes, there is a cemetery shot, and we do see some tombstones. I think this is one of the last times they did it. They might have done it one or two times after this, but they um, went away from it uh, pretty soon after this. So the, f the few ones that they show this time, Elvis accept it. <laughs> this one I liked, a balanced budget, and then right behind it, it says subtle political satire. I like the subtle political stuff. And then the last one, of course, TV violence, which then gets shot multiple times and then blood yes. pours out of the hole. I mean, that happens in multiple of them, right? I think so. I think this was the only one that Are that showed. Are you sure? Because not 100%, I, but I have it might have been repeated, but it, not a lot. Maybe one other time. Th that might be, that's probably fair. Right. So now, of course, um, whenever they do a Treehouse of Horror episode, they like attack things on to the creators names and things like that so of course we're not going to list every name but there was a few notable names i thought were kind of funny uh matt count chocula groaning now knowing that this was the last time conan was on and the fact that his show had started at this point conan 1230 nbc o'brien <laughs> avuncular al jean mashuga mike reese J. Monkey Brains Mendel, really unruly Richard Rainus, and then for some of the writers, again, they mention Watch Conan O'Brien, <laughs> Greg It's Alive Daniels, Bilius Bill Canterbury, Boo Boo Scare Ya Hank Azaria, <laughs> Phil Hart on the Stick Man, Dr. Frankenwelker, Booberry Bob Cushel, Discourteous David Cohen, Red Wolf Elfman, Sheer Terror Clausen, Bludgeoning Bonita Patilla, and Melodorious Mark McJimsey. That makes me angry. What makes you angry? There's references to Count Chocula and Booberry, but no references to Frank. They didn't say Booberry, they just said Boo Boo Scare Ya. Oh. Boo oh, Booberry, Bob Cushel, you're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. References to Frank. Frankenberry. That one. I mean, we got Dr. Frankenwelker. That's not the same. All right, well, that's close. Take it up with them. I will. I'm going to march down to their office right now and say, remember this thing you did 30 years ago? <laughs> shame. For shame. Maybe the show should end, you know? Well, maybe you can... You can talk to Conan about it, because he did have multiple uh, listings, and they kept changing his name, so you could have told him to do it. What was I... I was going to say something. Uh, yeah, what... Why... Why is TV violence funny? I don't understand why they thought that the death of TV violence was happening, because the death of TV violence did not happen. What are you talking about? Oh, on the tombstone? Yeah. They're not saying that's the death. They're just yeah, putting because... something on a tombstone. No! No! Or, I think, no, I think because it was, listen, it is... I think it was because, yes, it's the death of TV violence, and then they immediately show TV violence to show there's no death of TV violence. That's a dumb joke. It's a dumb joke. <laughs> Alright, well, speaking of dumb jokes, let's get into our episode. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the introduction to each one, we mentioned the parody of Night Gallery, Bart introduces each of the three segments by walking through a gallery of paintings and each time choosing one of them as the focus of his story. 
Marge does try to convince Bart to have everyone listen to the old War of the Worlds broadcast instead of watching this scary episode. And in the first segment, I thought it was kind of interesting when Bart's holding Maggie and he's about to say the devil and she puts the pacifier in his mouth. Yeah. Kind of to silence him. And then he pops it out and says the devil. So we get into our first one, which is Act One, The Devil and Homer Simpson. So in a parody of The Devil and Daniel Webster, at work, Homer states that he would sell his soul for a donut after finding that Lenny and Carl took all the donuts and threw them at an old man, Grandpa, for kicks. The devil, revealed to be Ned Flanders, appears and offers Homer a contract to seal the deal. However, before Homer finishes the donut, he realizes that Ned will not be able to have his soul if he does not eat all of the donut and keeps the final piece in the refrigerator. Unfortunately, while half asleep and looking for a midnight snack, he eats the final piece of the forbidden donut, and Ned instantly reappears to take possession of Homer's soul. Marge and Lisa plead with Ned, finally getting him to agree to hold a trial the next day. Until then, Homer's sent to spend the rest of the day being punished in hell. His first punishment is to be strapped down and force-fed all of the donuts in the world. But he eats them all eagerly. At the stroke of 12 midnight, Ned brings Homer back to the Simpson household for his trial. Then when the Simpsons lawyer, Lionel Hutz, very few better than Lionel Hutz, flees after ruining his case. Marge makes a final effort to save Homer by displaying a photo from their wedding day. And on the back of the photo, Homer is written that in return for Marge giving him her hand in marriage, he pledges his soul to her forever. Therefore... It was not his property to sell at the time of his deal with Ned. The jury rules in favor of the Simpsons, and the presiding judge dismisses the case. Defeated and enraged, Ned frees Homer, but gets his revenge by turning Homer's head into a donut. The next morning, Homer cannot stop eating his own head, as the police eagerly await for him as their breakfast to leave the house while holding cups of coffee. Do you remember the door outside of the pig room? pig room oh okay what about it uh i i believe and i'm probably getting this wrong but it says something like uh like the ironic punishment division yeah thank you that's exactly i found that very yes that was a very good joke and uh i have watched this episode many 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 times many 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 times like basically once a year and um, I have not seen—I had not seen that joke okay. until this time. Yep, and that's one of the things I will say about The Simpsons: there you can watch something multiple times, and sometimes you'll catch something you never caught before. That's something you can say about early Simpsons, sure. Okay. So, Corey, you got anything from uh, this act um, or this segment? I like how he's daydreaming about um the raspberry donut and a vision lenny, in raspberry cream and then lenny and carl were like well while you were daydreaming we ate all the donuts <laughs> not all of them <laughs> they chucked some of them at an old man for kicks and mr burns is like oh who's that young upstart talking about flanders yes. and uh a young upstart with smithers yes. yes and smithers goes I like the cut of his jib Smithers goes, oh, the Prince of Darkness, sir, he's your 11 o'clock. Yes. <laughs> so, going back for a second, though, that donut fantasy. No, we don't have to talk about it. It's we can glaze over weird. it. weird. We can glaze over <laughs> like, it. Like, I don't quite understand. It's an obtainable dream. I guess. What? He wanted a donut. 
he wanted. A donut with legs and high heels. <laughs> and a very big one at that. Ooh, woo. He wanted, he wanted, he just wanted a donut. It's not like he was sexually attracted to the donut. I disagree. He just wanted the donut. I feel like that's kind of the question. Like, was he? Nah. <laughs> okay. So I do like when they show Grandpa running away with the donuts on his head and all the crows coming at him. He's like, damn buzzards, I ain't dead yet. Yeah, so <laughs> I think in my memory something happened with this segment because uh, because I distinctly remember uh, that cop scene not being there and uh, birds swarming Homer's donut head. That did not happen. And I think it's something with the grandpa scene of getting confused in there. Because, like, I, I also distinctly remember cops being with grandpa in this episode, and that didn't happen either. Nope. Now, Homer did get attacked by birds, that episode we did do, when he's attacked by the crows. But... Oh, but that's totally different. Yes. And also that I did shared many complaints about that section. <laughs> yes, you did. Of that video, yes, of that you episode. Did. You certainly did. Um, another joke I really liked in this segment is um, Homer being well prepared for an emergency. He has the emergency procedures book that he takes out. And, of course, it's been hollowed out. And there's supposed to be a donut in there, and it says, Dear Homer, I owe you one emergency donut, signed Homer. It's just, bastard, always one step ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, uh, no, I should save that for the Well, no, we can we can do wrap-up, because each Yeah, essentially I was going to say, like, how'd yeah. you feel about this segment, rather than doing the whole thing at the end. I feel like we're pretty much done with individual moments unless we want to talk no, I mean about there's the there's others but just everything. go ahead with whatever you want to say um so this segment is probably top three treehouse of horror segments. really uh this specific one in uh, throughout the entire treehouse of horror um live I mean honestly all three are very solid. I'm like, not... I would say that this might be my favorite Treehouse of Horror altogether. You're wrong. We can, we can, like, all three of them together. We can talk about that yeah. after after we end. Um, I don't disagree. Um, but I, I think that this segment in particular is possibly my favorite, although I'd have to really figure out and no it's very good um and like just kind of bouncing off that too just the casting like you mentioned it already but the casting of flanders as the devil is yeah just absolutely perfect yeah no (laughs) it's that 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 specific thing is very good and then just the fact with the comment it's always the one you least expect. It's like, it's perfect, because, yeah, you wouldn't expect that if you know anything about the show. Is it expect or suspect? Expect. Expect. I always thought it was suspect. No. It's always the one you least suspect? Yeah. It's not. It's expect. That very clearly makes sense. Yeah, it could be like either you... one. And I did have the closed captioning on, so it was expect. Um, 
<laughs> you just said that like it was so clearly. I know. Expect. Yeah, you're right. And then as soon as I said it, I'm like, yeah, that actually works also. But uh, no, no, this this segment is so strong mm-hmm. with um, just I can't point out a flaw in it. And that's really bothering me because that's <laughs> all that's I what do you on love this to do. podcast. Um, no, the jokes land pretty much every single one of them. Um, the 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 image of hell is very very good. Um, and the sounds in hell, like mm-hmm. those screams and everything, just like it's very well done. Yeah, no, the soundscape is very very good. Um, I. I just love this episode. Yes. A lot. I have a question about the Forbidden Donut. Okay. Why didn't he just hide it? I was thinking that as well. Yeah, no, I also thought that. Like, why is it in the fridge? And of course, like, it's there for the story to continue and everything. But yes, like, if you were smart enough to figure out, hey, if I don't eat all of this, you just just don't get my soul. Just hide hide it. it. I mean, I guess you could throw it away. Don't throw it away because someone will eat it. Someone's going to eat it out of the trash? Maybe. Well, actually, maybe a rat or something would eat mm-hmm. it. But, but no, like, like no, yeah. If like, a rat eats it, then you didn't eat it. I think he just said finish the donut. Right, but you have to... See, I don't know if he actually I'd have to said see that. The right. You so, have to but, see the contract. <laughs> but no, you're exactly right. In court, I thought that exact same thing. Like, I did too. Just like put it away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like hide it in a safe or something. Give or, it to Marge. Right. Yeah, Marge will keep it safe. But, yeah, so I, I thought that was very interesting. Um, the scene also when they're first doing the whole contract and everything, and Flanders actually tries to help Homer out. Right. And he says that, you know, sometimes people sell their souls for things without thinking about the ramifications. And then Homer just interrupts him and is like, do you have a donut or not? <laughs> it's like, okay. The devil did come down to Georgia. He did. And he was looking for a soul to steal. Yep. Um, I also liked it when uh, Lionel Hutch said, "Lionel Hutch said, I watched Matlock in a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. I love Lionel Hutch so much. I miss Phil Hartman. He's such a joy. Such so, a joy. Um, there is a, there is a YouTube lawyer, as in an actual trained lawyer who is also on YouTube, and he like does." the weird uh, videos about law and things um and he loves Lionel Hutz and (laughs) this clip has come up like five times in just the videos that I have watched in his content like Lionel Hutz is so incredibly phenomenal as a satirical character he is like Ugh, I miss early Simpsons. I didn't know. Let me rephrase that. I don't know how to rephrase that. Simpsons should act. <laughs> um, going along with Lionel Hutz, his defense. <laughs> and I'm going to quote it here. That was a right p- pretty speech, sir. But I ask you, what is a contract? Webster's Dictionary defines it as an agreement under the law that is unbreakable. Which is unbreakable. Stops. <laughs> Excuse me, I must use the restroom. <laughs> mm. 
And I did look at the clock. He was in there for an hour, almost an hour exactly. Yeah, no. Before March checks in on him. The, yeah. Just a little hand move. But, no, um, um, but, and he's just gone. And I do have to say, like, and they've done this so many times on the show, and I love when they do it every time, when someone, like, casually leaves a room, and then they run away, and then you hear the door slam. Yeah. I wanted the tire screech. No. No, it's Because not that's usually how it follows up. But, I don't know, I mean, it still was very funny, especially with, like, time elapsing, and then yeah. Marge going in, and he's just completely gone. Yeah, no, like... like it, it worked, I'm not saying it didn't work, but I expected the tire screech, and of course didn't get it. Right, but. so, uh, I think that season four writers of The Simpsons knew that they had already used that This joke. was season five. Right, this is Because remember, they didn't, too. Treehouse um, four the first season. Yes, I, I got it. Mm-hmm. Season five... Uh, writers of The Simpsons knew that they had already done that joke like four times and right. they thought it was getting old. It's possible. And then they stopped writing... I mean, writing... They, they did avert your expectation there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They stopped writing that joke and then a few seasons later that was all they did. Right. <laughs> um, I do also have to comment on when Homer makes the devil very angry by saying he's smarter than him and everything. You're not smarter than me. And did anybody like catch what it, the the look of the devil? What he kind of looked like? Yeah. What did you think he looked like? He looked like um the devil. Like when he gets huge and everything. Okay. Yeah. What are you talking about? So apparently, from what I saw, they were trying to um, resemble Chernobog from uh, Fantasia. What? So you know that segment in Fantasia yeah, with that dragon. guy on the mountain, the mountain guy. That's on the mountain with Do everything you know coming to life. Been, how long it's been since I've seen Fantasia? Oh, I loved that segment, and it was always Yeesh. on every Halloween for uh, uh, on Disney Channel. They always played that, and yeah, with him and like all the skeletons coming out of the grave and everything. And... You're watching Disney Channel. Yep. But um, apparently, that's what they were trying to um, resemble, and David Silverman basically admitted it and he said he admired the animation in that sequence i have a question for christians okay uh well yeah christians uh (laughs) why is the devil a satyr yeah good question checkmate christians (laughs) (laughs) um oh and of course flanders the devil his comment about uh you americans with your due process and fair trials is always so much easier in mexico oh oh boy all right so Corey, did you get the the reference when homer is getting his um comeuppance with the donuts mm-hmm. and the demon who's feeding homer the donuts says i don't understand it james coco went mad in 15 minutes who's that so do you have any idea who James Coco is? No. Okay, I didn't either, but apparently he's an actor who received attention for his culinary talents and best-selling cookbooks. What? So did he die? Good for him? No idea. So yeah, I don't quite understand the reference, but I thought if anyone here would know who someone from a long no, time I'm ago sorry. was, it would be you, Corey, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I... So was he, is he basically, um... God, what's the name? What's the name I'm thinking of? Gordon Ramsay. Maybe. Mm, Before Gordon. I'm, but no, because he wasn't on television cooking. He just had cookbooks. I thought you said he was an actor! Yes, he was an actor who created cookbooks. That was something he did in addition to acting. 
so he also made cooking shows. Like, Gordon Ramsay isn't an actor. Yeah, he is. No, he's no not. he isn't. Are you, have you seen a Gordon Ramsay thing? The reason you watch it is because he is so, uh, so, so much fun to, like, watch. The, it's not to watch the cooking. No one cares about the cooking in Gordon Ramsay shows. It's true. It's because they want him to yell at someone and call them an idiot sandwich. That's the whole reason. An idiot sandwich. All right, so be question for you here. Yeah. This is one of my favorite lines of the episode. Blackbeard, when he's on the high chair. <laughs> Arr, this chair be high, says I. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Just absolutely great. And then, of course, the reveal of why Homer was in the emergency room. Because he ate the entire wedding cake himself before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not and ended up there. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that that's not canon. I really like that Blackbeard, when they say, oh, uh, turn it over, and he goes, it's some sort of treasure map. <laughs> Yeah, because he can't read. And he says his debauchery was his way of compensating. <laughs> so Yeah, Benedict Arnold's really mean to Blackbeard, by the way. <laughs> He's like, give it here, you idiot. Uh, so speaking of Blackbeard. Yes. I th- now, this could be wrong, but it probably is. I heard something recently about why Blackbeard is named Blackbeard. And it's because of uh, uh, gunpowder. Yes, I heard that as well. Because, like, he always had gunpowder in this long beard. So he was called Blackbeard because the gunpowder was... Collected in there. Black! Correct. I have heard that too, so I can't confirm or deny, but I have heard that. So, all right. And then, of course, you know, the end, the whole donut head thing. I don't know why. That's always, like... I mean, it's funny, but for some reason it's... tacked on. Yeah, and it's always kind of bothered me a little bit. Even though I have him in our front lawn yeah. and everything. It feels tacked but... on. And it was the first one you did. Yes, it was. Yeah. And I made it way too big. <laughs> yeah, he's a monstrosity. Yeah. I regret making him so large. Uh, So I do agree, but I understand why they did it. It's yeah. because they wanted, um, because they had a, uh, I feel that it was originally supposed to just end right. after, um, after they won the court case. And then they realized that every other episode ends with like a um ends with a melancholy ending. It's like you're not happy. It's Well, and I think too like they might have even thought like I mean Homer really doesn't have any ill effects of yeah. selling his mm-hmm. soul to the devil. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, we got to show something here. We can't That's just be right. like, oh, you get off scot-free because you were an idiot and didn't even realize what you were doing. Right. You know, so. So. And like I said, it makes sense, and I know why they did it. But like you said, Corey, it just kind of feels just kind of tacky and just yeah. kind of tacked on and just like, I don't know. But, I mean, the joke with the cops is kind of funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, right. we'll wait him out. He's got to come out sometime, and you know, um, so. So. But that would really be about the only thing in this that I would right. kind of like, more or less, quote unquote, complain about. But even that, it's a very light complaint because mm-hmm. it's very, very good. Yeah. No. Um. So I I do agree, but that that point actually made a lot of sense that you said, uh, like, like yeah, he makes this awful decision, and he should probably, uh, he deserves to suffer some consequences. So um, that. 
got me think like uh this show especially in the early seasons was very anti sitcom it's a, it's an anti sitcom like Seinfeld or Sunny um because you're mostly not rooting for the characters or at least you shouldn't be so when something bad happens to these characters they you feel good because that's their their that's what's supposed to happen right. Um, and, yeah, Sonny does that to great, phenomenal, uh, effects. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite shows ever. Right. Um, uh, because of that. Right. So, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. So, I mean, really, I think that takes us to the end of this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said before, I mean, we don't necessarily have to wait till the end here. We could just kind of give our thoughts. I know, B, you already kind of said your thoughts on this episode. Corey, do you have any other thing you want to add? Um, like how you felt about it or anything? I, it was... I, look, there's not segments of um, Treehouse of Terror that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Treehouse of Terror? Horror. Treehouse of Horror. Yep. I always... I know, because you would think it would be terror always, because of the alliteration. Always. Um... So, no, I have nothing to say. Thank you, though. But, yeah, I mean, just real quick with me, like, no, I really do enjoy this one. Like I've said, like, putting Flanders in as the devil, I think, is just pure genius. And, like, as we talked about some of the animation and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything they did in Hell, just the creativity with that and everything, it just very well done and definitely, I would say, one of the best Treehouse of Horror segments that they've ever done. It's very good. But, all right, well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this one, of course, called Terror at Five and a Half Feet. So in a parody of the Twilight Zone episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, including the final segment in Twilight Zone the movie, after hi- having a nightmare in which he is killed in a bus crash, Bart rides the bus to school one rainy morning. Principal Skinner is one of the passengers after his mother Agnes confiscates his car keys as punishment for talking to a woman on the phone, and she was right to do it. Bart panics when he sees a gremlin on the side of the bus loosening the lug nuts on one of the wheels and tries to convince the other passengers of the danger, but nobody can see the gremlin. The aliens Kang and Kodos are then seen from their spaceship, mocking the scene, stating Bart is frightened of a creature that doesn't exist, before laughing hysterically and then discovering an identical gremlin ripping bits and pieces out of their own spaceship. In desperation, Bart climbs halfway out the window to scare off the gremlin with an emergency flare. As Bart's pulled back into the bus by Skinner and groundskeeper Willie, he drops the flare, and by chance it hits the gremlin, who catches fire and falls from the bus, but is found by Ned, who decides to adopt the creature. When the bus finally stops, everyone sees the obvious damage, but Bart is still sent away to an insane asylum for the rest of his life for his disruptive behavior. Bart is relieved as he's finally able to rest, but the gremlin appears in the back window of the ambulance, holding Ned's decapitated, yet still living, head, which makes Bart scream in terror. All right. Also not bleeding. Right. Correct. There's no blood in this episode. There's been several uh, dismemberments and... You're right. Things, but no blood. Probably censors. Yeah. I mean, he did have a spinal column hanging yeah, well, from his head. But... Yeah, but no blood. Um, All right, so yeah, thoughts on this uh, segment. <laughs> hey, does anyone know what a rear admiral is? Because I don't. I do not, but I always wondered about that. I was just wondering. The dreaded rear admiral. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what That's, is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to know. You you don't want to know. Should I Google it? No, definitely don't Google no. it. No. 
And if you do, don't click on any links that link to <laughs> Urban Dictionary. So anybody out there, if you know what the Rear Admiral is, let us know. Hit us up. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> we just know that it's dreaded, and that's all we know about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any part of it. <laughs> I'm assuming it has something to do with, like, wedgies and something along those lines. Mm, you think so? I mean, it could be an atomic wedgie. But it, an atomic wedgie is an atomic wedgie. That's true. Maybe it's just... Oh, the atomic wedgie is when you rip the underwear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Physical um, violence wasn't that much of a thing uh, when I went to school. Like, there were fights and things, right. but, like, physical bullying wasn't a thing because it was all emotional. <laughs> I was going to say, that's great. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's still not good. <laughs> um, also, Wang computers. Yes. That is a thing. That, it is? That is a company that did exist, yes. Wang computers. Wang computers, because that was the gentleman's good name Lord. that developed them. And yes, of course, Martin wearing that shirt and being very excited when Bart comes on and, you know. Jimbo pants him because right. Lisa tries to be nice and tell everyone to be nice to him. And he's like, oh, thank goodness they're all taking attention away from my t-shirt. Right. <laughs> Which, as soon as he gets to school, that all bets are off because all right. the people not on the bus I didn't see it. So I also like when they're looking out the window because Bart's like, it's out there, it's out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and little Ralphie, you're deceptive. <laughs> and of course, Otto's standing right next to him. Like, wait, who's driving the bus? Oh, <laughs> memento, por favor. <laughs> so, you keep saying school bus, Corey. Did you mean ghoul bus? No, I meant school bus. Nope, says right there, school bus. Well, there's nothing scarier than having to go to school. Am I right? <sighs> it's true. <laughs> so, one of my favorite gags of this episode. The eighth series of the Krusty Trading Cards. <laughs> Yeah. Krusty visits relatives in Annapolis, Maryland. I think Krusty <laughs> poses for trading card photo. Hmm, seems to be running a little low on ideas. So, I find this segment definitely the weakest in the episode. Right, but it still says a lot because it's still very good. Yeah. It's okay. I'm I'm not a huge fan. It's all right. Um, that is the best part so of funny. that. Oh my god. Just those two. I I wanted one more. But I don't know how you top Krusty poses for trading card photo. Unless maybe that's the third one. Right. <laughs> but oh. that's just, oh my god, it's so good. Um, and then the other thing I have here is the uh, the hard gum in the trading cards. Oh, so, I had one once. Yes. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, no, I had one which was in a pack that was probably 15 years old at that point mm-hmm. of it printing yep so (laughs) oh no you should not have chewed that gum and the thing that was really dumb about it was it always ruined the card on the bottom right yeah yeah no i didn't so but yeah and it's like god magic never did that because they usually keep their rares at the back yeah and if that many black lotuses were and it's like and it was like the worst gum ever too like it held its flavor for literally 14 seconds it did (laughs) it was awful like, even if you could get it to actually chew, because usually, as Millhouse does, you gotta suck on it, it just breaks in half and mm-hmm. <laughs> damages his cheek. Right. <laughs> uh, so, 
I did notice this. I thought it was actually pretty cool. When Bart like is screaming and he comes out of his dream, mm-hmm. there's a real quick shot of him as a skeleton. Yes. Yeah, because and of it's, the lightning. Right. And I thought that was really cool and just really well done the way they did that. I really liked it a lot. You know, in animation, it's not called a shot. Yes, it's a... Right. Or a cell. No, cells are different because uh, frames are when they are put in kind the... combined together. Yeah, it's like a cells are cells are when they're in production, and you can watch it just that, uh, just that cell, and gotcha. you're like working on it. Um, Corey, I heard you kind of laugh when Bart wakes up and he has the realization. What realization? When he first wakes up and he just like kind of pats himself and he goes, "Oh, I hope this is sweat." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> which i watching it this time that's i think that's the first time i've actually caught that really? that comment that he said i and like i don't know how i missed it but as we were watching it i'm like i know the joke that is about to happen really? i don't know i or i just forgot about it but millhouse sweet sweet millhouse you're my friend right you believe me right so actually bart you're kind of creeping me out I do have to say, like, full credit to Nancy Cartwright in this segment. Yeah. Because her delivery of so many of these lines. Yeah. It was and, great. Like, and I love, too, when he first wakes up and he goes down to the breakfast table and they're like, oh, good morning. And he's like, I just had a vision of my own horrible, fiery death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's very good. The one thing I wished about this segment, this specific one, is I think it could be the strongest in the episode if it was given time. I feel like the problem with it is... It does feel Bart, a little rushed. Bart goes from yeah. totally fine to absolutely insane so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I feel like there should be a little bit more time between him... Uh, him calling everyone over, hey, there's a monster on the side of the bus, and him being tied up and being like, hey, Millhouse, you believe me, right? Like, that feels like it hasn't been given enough time for us to understand where Bart is coming from at that moment. Um, so it kind of loses audience um, audience participation in it because it feels like Bart is unhinged. Right. Yeah, I I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you you mentioned the best gag being the trading cards. Those mm-hmm. were pretty good. No, best but gag. You're forgetting the gremlin on the side of the bus. Otto, there's a gremlin on the side of the bus. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, the best Mole part. Man. The best part of that of that gag is the fact that he hits him. He's totally fine. Yep. Still driving, swerves to the left, goes down a hill, stops right in, in front, front of, the front of tree. a tree, mm-hmm. and then explodes. <laughs> yes. That's very good timing. Yes. Like the oh, very very good. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. <laughs> Poor mole man. I just made my last payment on this. <laughs> I love him. Uh, wait, can people in nursing homes drive? He's Is not in allowed? a nursing home. Are you and sure? 
And I, yes, it was I think it depends, it it depends, depends on the, on the nursing home. Yeah, and the, so like, when my grandma was in Elderwood, she was able to drive. She shouldn't have driven. But I thought but she was Elderwood able to was drive. more a neighborhood than a nursing no, home. No, no. There are, so, there are several different living. parts of El- Elderwood. But when she was in the the bad place, um, she couldn't drive. One thing I will say about this episode that I will be critical of is... And again, I understand why they did it, but why are Kang and Kodos here? I mean, I like the gag. I mean, the yeah, gag is I mean, good. The gag, and, and it does have a good delivery. Yeah, and like, no, oh, I, he's laughing at something that's not really there, and then the gremlins on theirs and everything. But I don't dislike it. Um, it feels a little out of left field, definitely, but um, I don't know. I don't dislike it, and the fact that it, uh, they kind of started the whole Kang and Kodos have to be in every Halloween episode mm-hmm. in three. Uh, and three, uh, three th- times start a a, uh, a a habit. Right. So, I I don't dislike it. All right. I, it's not the worst. Um, and like I said, it's a very minor nitpick. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah, I'm no, like this is the worst thing they've ever done, or it's like it's just like eh. It's it's also very quick yeah, in the course of the episode. But if you wanted more time, you cut that out. Now you got a little bit more time. I don't. I still don't think it would be enough. I would um, love to watch the um the the Twilight Zone epi- this Twilight Zone episode because I would like to see how they did that. Well, you should do that. Well, I probably won't. It's very good. <laughs> it is huh. very very good. So, as you guys probably know, I a lot of times I love some of the things that Skinner says. And this segment is no exception to that. When he comes out and he goes, I've gotten word that a child is using his imagination, and I'm here to put a stop to it. The only monster on this bus is a lack of respect for the rules. <laughs> and, that, and then we get the Willie reveal, which is great. And, Corey, thoughts on Willie's mule? Poor Willie. The mule went down, I had to put, how many, 17 the, bullets in The mule in her? wouldn't walk in the mud, so I had to put 17 bullets in her. <laughs> Uh, Skinner might be my favorite character. Skinner's a good character. He really is. Skinner. Any thoughts on the flare joke with Martin? Yeah, it's pretty good. Poor Martin. And the fact that Bart takes one and it falls out and he just puts it right back. And puts it right back in, yeah. That's the whole joke. Uh, What happens when he burns his flesh? Because flares are pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't get there yet. It's got to burn down. (laughs) It's like a candle, right? No, no, not at all. no, they're really not. Um, another joke I really enjoyed with this episode, and of course it goes back to the Twilight Zone segment, because now I also haven't seen it, and I should have what? watched it for this, but I didn't. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Why? Hmm, I... Maybe we should have taken more time. Listen. But let me ask oh you this. God. He does open the window in the Twilight Zone episode. They're in an airplane, stupid. Okay, so he doesn't open the window. Because I thought they were playing on that. No, they no. were playing on the fact Which, that Which, I mean, obviously, an yeah, and that would yeah. be the thought with the airplane. But I love that, that he's in a school bus, opens the window, and it creates a huge vacuum, and he almost gets thrown out, and everyone's freaking out on the play, on the bus and everything. Yeah, no, it's very good. Just really, really funny. And uh, Willie's comment to uh, Skinner there, I'm doing all the pulling, you blouse-wearing poodle walker. I love that. And yeah, that's a bit of uh, 
an overcompensation that because Bart was so disruptive, he just needs to spend the rest of his life in, <laughs> as Skinner puts it, the madhouse. Uh <laughs> Disruption is a crime that makes me so angry. So unbelievably angry. But I do have to say, though, they definitely pulled off a perfect horror ending. You know, like most mm-hmm. horror movies, you think everything's over, everything's normal, and everything's fine. Bart's being taken away in the ambulance, and he's breathing a sigh of relief. And then, of course, you get that one last scare at the end. Let me rephrase that for you. Most bad horror movies have that happen. That's not true. The good ones usually have a better ending than, oh, maybe it's not all uh, not all wrapped up. Uh, d- maybe we'll make a sequel. Corey, I'm sure you could pick plenty of good ones that have that, right? Also. <laughs> no, also, <laughs> just completely just, moved on. Well, no, no, no. I have something else okay. to add about terror at um, yeah, we're not moving on 20,000 so. feet. Um. In the Twilight Zone movie, there is an updated version of it, and good old Billy Shatner's character is played by another great actor, John Lithgow. Mm -hmm. In the reboot of the Twilight Zone by the brilliant Jordan Peele, there is a remake of Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. So it's been been done three times. And it is played by my handsome boo, Adam Scott. Wait, his first name is Jordan? I thought it was Keaton. What? No. Keaton, never mind. Um, Anyway, You didn't get the joke. So. (laughs) All right. You told me the joke. One final scare. You're the one who started that scream. (laughs) One of the best meta scary movies there is. They always come back for one final scare, mm-hmm. and then, ah, Exactly. Yep. So like, good. Scream so is good. a good movie, because it doesn't do it that. It does that. She it just said sure it did. It sure does that. <laughs> but it's not at the end of the movie. Yes, it is. When, right. Yes, I know. I've seen Scream. I know. I mean, it's, I don't know if you have. <laughs> it's playing it for laughs, is my point. It's, it's not, being meta. Yes, it's not it's, taking itself seriously, It's not is what saying... Yes, I see what you're saying. Oh, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna kill us in the end. It's not like Uh-oh. Jason Voorhees, as London would say. Exactly, <laughs> Jason Voorhees. <laughs> London calls know. Jason Jason Voorhees. Yeah, I don't know Mike, how many times we've told her. No, nope, it's Jason Voorhees. You should Voorhees. school her on that. She's like Jason Voorhees. What? All right. So before we move on, uh, final thoughts of this episode or this segment. You know what you thought about it. I mean, Ob said a lot. Corey, I feel like you have a lot of um, love for this because yeah, of because the this Twilight is, Zone. This is one of my favorite Twilight Zone. This, um, the number 12 looks like you. I sing the body electric and... Um, Talking Tina. Talking Tina and uh, Pig People. What one, what one oh, is yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what The first about. episode of Black Mirror? No. <laughs> no. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this... Oh, and the little... There's another one William Shatner's in that they're in a diner and... Um, my dinner they with Andre, and they get the. Uh, Isn't he in that? No, and really? they get the card from the devil napkin dispenser, which I've always wanted one of those. Um, what was I saying? Oh yes, Twilight this Zone. is one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes, and um, I think they did it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree, and I would 
agree kind of with you to be that it should have maybe been extended a little bit further. But yeah. of course, I feel like I feel like this one was more or less kind of used as filler, and they put yeah. so much into the first and last. Yeah, I, I which, definitely And agree. that usually happens with the Treehouse mm-hmm. of Horror. The second one is usually the weakest mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, so that could also be that they just didn't want to devote that much time to it, too. So Yeah. Nick of Time is what it's called Got with it. the double. Uh... Okay. All right. And for our last one, uh, Bart Simpson's Dracula. <laughs> Uh, before this segment begins, Bart says that the story was supposed to be based on the 1903 painting, A Friend in Need, from the Dogs Playing Poker series by Cassius Marcellus Coolidge. So I have a question. But it was far too intense. Homer has a psychotic episode upon seeing the painting that they're dogs and they're playing poker. So they just threw something together with vampires. Yes. I have a question about that painting. Yes. Is it supposed to be about cheating? I don't because know. the dog that is closest to the audience uh, has a card uh, that is held by his bottom paw uh, under the table. It is. Yes, oh. I've noticed this. Okay, uh, maybe. And uh, I'll have to post the original photo and have people take a look. In this particular episode, of course, it's a parody of Bram Stoker's Dracula, and after a news story about several vampire attacks attributed by the police to a mummy, Lisa begins to suspect that Mr. Burns is a vampire. When he's seen on the same report with a drop of blood below his mouth, but the rest of the family dismisses her concerns. The family is invited to Mr. Burns' castle in Pennsylvania <laughs> for a midnight feast where Bart and Lisa discover a secret staircase descending to an eerie basement filled with coffins. As they investigate, vampires emerge from the coffins and encircle them while Lisa reads through Mr. Burns' autobiography, Yes, I Am a Vampire, with a foreword by Steve Allen. Who's that? He was an old uh, comedian uh, talk show host. Is he related to Tim? No. No. Are you sure? Yes. yes. Are you positive? Yes. Or was he on home improvement? No. No. I disagree. Lisa escapes, okay. but Bart activates the super fun happy slide, causing him to slide back down into the vampire pit, whereupon he is captured and bitten by Mr. Burns. Lisa tries to warn her parents, but Burns reappears with Bart, who is now very pale and is behaving oddly. But these factors get little attention by the family. Later that night, Lisa is awakened by a now undead Bart and his vampire friends outside the bedroom window in an homage to Salem's Lot and the Lost Boys. And the Lost Boys, When yes, Bart is about you. to bite Lisa, Homer and Marge interrupt and discover that Bart is a vampire. Lisa claims that the only way to restore him is to kill the head vampire, Mr. Burns. The family returns to Mr. Burns' mansion where Homer drives a stake through his heart after first hitting his crotch causing him to dissolve into sand, but not before Mr. Byrne tells Homer, you're fired. That was sand? Yes. I thought it, it was just goop. Uh, it looked sand like, or goop. It knows? looked like, yeah, it looked like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, however, Lisa discovers that everyone else in the Simpson family is a vampire with Marge as their head. The family closes in on Lisa, but instead of attacking, they break character and wish the home audience a happy Halloween. Then they all harmonize... harmonize Hark the Herald Angels Sing, parroting a Charlie Brown Christmas. No. <laughs> that was, that was, uh. I know. What's the word? What's the Old name? Lang what's Syne. A, that one. All right. Thoughts on this segment? I mean, it, it has one of the best, uh, things. One of the best things that came out of it is Welcome to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I love it. So do you want to yeah, tell no. why? 
Um, because every time we go to Pennsylvania, and it's, you know... We live very close it's to Pennsylvania. It's more often than not because we live in New York. So every time we go to Pennsylvania... Or through Pennsylvania. Brian always turns to me and says, Welcome to... Pennsylvania. <laughs> in fact, he says it so much that you think that the actual quote is welcome to Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. In fact, one time we went through Pennsylvania and I was sleeping and when I woke yep. up and found out we were in Pennsylvania, you I got, got mad at him really angry. for not waking me up to say... Welcome to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's so funny, it's guys. It's not. Yeah, I would think it would have gotten old by now, but every time. And, like, you can tell, like, when we're coming up to the sign, she kind of gets, like, like, she kind of gets excited. And then I look at her. She's kind of, like, looking at me, like, waiting for when I'm going to say it. But the worst is when Google Maps beats me to it, because then Cora gets really bad. Because she's like, no, you have to say it first. <laughs> why does Google Maps <laughs> tell you that you get into a state they did it when we went to canada yesterday yeah too. well then the little country. guy was making was uh playing hockey yep he had a hockey jersey on and it had a beaver on it yep yep <laughs> so that sounds like canada yep. that's, that's on every single block corner <laughs> yep um all right so in this episode brockman's report quote Another local peasant has been found dead, drained of all of his blood and two teeth marks on his neck. This black cape, which was labeled Dracula, was found on the, on the scene. Police are baffled. <laughs> and of course, Wiggum thinks they're dealing with a supernatural being, possibly a mummy. a mummy. So as a precaution, we're going to destroy the Egyptian wing of the Springfield Museum. <laughs> and I did notice this, like, I don't remember noticing this before either, but when we see the family watching TV, the poker playing dogs painting is right behind them. Yes. Yep. Which I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, they, they zoom out of the poker playing dog and it's always right behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's not a, it's, it's not a particularly um, interesting detail. They're zooming right. out and it's there. Yeah. Homer tells Lisa that vampires are make-believe, just like elves, gremlins, and Eskimos. It's true. So that didn't uh, hold up. It's true. But. Uh, Fee, did you have anything about this segment? That word is made up. Anyway, um, what segment? Oh, this entire segment. Um, so, not final thoughts. We're not on final thoughts yet. Uh, final thoughts comes later. That's Jerry Springer. <laughs> Who? Never, Never mind. mind. Just go what? on. Move on. What's happening? Move on. Hold on. Move on, because you've got to go soon. I, I have to go now. So, let's finish up. Um, We... I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> Great. So I do love when the family realizes that uh, Mr. Burns bought the Springfield Blood Bank, and of course mm-hmm. the old precious blood. And then Homer goes, "Ooh, business deal." <laughs> you know, maybe he'll become a scientist, and he'll 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 research blue blood Maybe. that should be mm. able to keep him alive forever mm-hmm. uh, without needing to drink the red. Yes. Oh. And that yes. is the plot to 2021's phenomenal movie. Oh, good lord. That, oh, <laughs> here it comes. That cannot be beaten in ratings. Uh, 
Why don't they do a parody of that? <laughs> they should. <laughs> I I don't even want to say the name of the movie out loud. We're talking about it's Morbius. Just that good. I mean, it's going to make more. Billion. It already did. It's gonna make more and more billion bucks, baby. <laughs> um, I do also like the visual gag of when uh, Burns first appears, and his shadow is doing things differently. Yes, I do doing. like that. I thought that was really funny. And then, of course, Lisa having the realization, Dad, this is blood. Correction. Free blood. <laughs> um, Corey, you seem to really like the reveal of the secret hideout for That's the vampire. The vampire secret hideout, yes. you mean? Yes. Yes. It's just so great. I do love that. Especially the first when like the wall starts to move and you're like oh they found it and it's the laundry room <laughs> right and then they just turn around and there it is a neon i mean i would like the laundry room that laundry room also though <laughs> just just the little boop boop just know. a hidden laundry room just a hidden laundry room baby and just remember secret vampire room no garlic <laughs> that's really not hard to do here because of yeah, how the door difficult. works uh for the laundry room can we like get it to like move i don't know that would be tough but maybe just saying it's that wouldn't be my so um cory thoughts on yeah (laughs) when lisa and bart stumble on the coffins and lisa's trying to freak out about it and bart says it's no different than the basement in grandpa's rest home oh that was like I didn't like that. I mean, it might be true, but I didn't like it. So this 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 joke made me think about about that 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 video that you made me watch, uh, the the one? the Buzzfeed Unsolved video, but it's not Buzzfeed Unsolved anymore. The Watcher. Uh, yeah. So okay. I so there they go to this haunted. A hotel, uh, probably. Yeah, it's a haunted hotel, hotel. Probably. And they have a carriage house, and you go to the carriage house, and there's a bunch of beds in storage. And apparently, one of the ghost uh, ghost hunter people went into there and said that this is where they store every bed that anyone has ever died on. And they start hunting for ghosts in there. And, like, no. They don't store the beds that the people have died on in there. I don't remember this at all. Maybe it was something that I watched on my own, then. Because... <laughs> or something you made up. It, it definitely wasn't something I made up. Oh, um, God. Alright, well, let's get back to this, because I'm trying to get moving here so you can go. Indeed. Go. Um, the super fun happy slide joke. There's very few jokes that are that good just super fun oh, happy what slide. am i gonna be here again <laughs> yeah i shouldn't but what am i gonna be here again <laughs> and i do love after bart comes back and he's been bit and just hello mother hello father yeah i missed you during my uneventful absence yeah so i'm confused on how vampires work in this universe because during that it seems like he's being controlled by burns 
but like later we see that he still has total free will and like he's he's just a normal a normal vampire teenager who stays up all night and bleeds people and bleeds people bleeds people yeah okay well all i gotta say is lisa and her stories bart's a vampire beer kills brain cells now let's go back to that building thingy (laughs) where our beds and tv is I love it. And Corey, did you know that if you say you're a vampire, you get a free small soda at the movies? I didn't know that. I mean, that's I'm gonna try that. That's worth at least twenty dollars. <laughs> that's true. It's true. <laughs> just so, just like at, a beer at uh at 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 the hockey game, right? Yikes! I see. Sorry. And uh, <laughs> the reveal of Grandpa running in when Lisa, of course, realizes that Bart's a vampire when you do the whole Lost Boys scene and all of that. And he runs in. Quick, we have to kill the boy! How did you know he was a vampire? He's, he's a vampire! A vampire? No. Drops it and runs away. Well, today he's drinking people's blood. Tomorrow he could be smoking. And of course, the other joke that is probably one of the best jokes that they've ever done on The Simpsons. Take that, you vile fiend. Dad, that's his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Just sure. so good. If you say so. And do I dare live out the American dream and kill my boss? And Homer's comment, too, when he sees a super fun happy slide, and he's thinking of doing it, and Lisa says that he shouldn't, and he goes, oh, I guess killing will be fun enough. <laughs> so, before we go with this, Corey, thoughts on Vampire Grandpa? I love Vampire Grandpa. I love him. Some may call him a vampa. A vampa. Vampa. <laughs> Even though his dentures fall out and his cape's giving him a Aww. rash. Poor guy. Um. Anyway, I have a question. When did did this come out after Twilight? No. No. This was way before the books. Really? Yes. This was before the books. Yes. Was it? Yeah. What I year the was books this? Were this was '93. Oh, yeah, it was before the books. I thought the books were in the 90s. No. Yeah, I was going to say maybe late 90s, but that's pushing it. Because I think early aughts, the right? The movies were in the 2000s. Yeah, but like 2007, 8, maybe? I thought it was 6. It's when the first one came Twilight. out. And then finally, the last segment. The Charlie Brown parody, like... That's so good. That's the best joke in this. In this. Two thousand five. So after so you were born. Wait, the book or the the movie? book? Okay. Yeah. But that whole parody of the Charlie Brown at the end, especially Millhouse playing the piano, yes. Santa's little helper dancing I, like um, Snoopy. I also like the reveal that Marge is the the head, head vampire. vampire. Yes. What well, I have a life outside, you know. <laughs> outside of this house. And just the animation of the like. The circular mouths, just yeah. like they do in Charlie Brown, and everything. Just oh, it's so good. So just really, really. And then, it. Uh, and then Santa's little helper and Millhouse being Snoopy and what's his Schroeder. face? Schroeder. Yeah. Respectively, I said respectably. All right. As if. So I know you have to I go. I gotta go. Um, do you want to skip past your? Act four and everything. Is there anything you want to say? Uh, I just want because we can just close it out. Yeah, you, you can, can close it out. out. I want to give my act four though. Okay, and Quick, then you can edit it, it at the end. Oh, if I you think want. I know what no, it is. No, I'll just put it here and uh, go for it. 
Yeah, so I gotta go, but I I need to get this out of me. I think I know what this is. I have gone down the rabbit hole these past few days of the NSU content. Quinton Reviews is an incredible YouTuber who makes way too long content that you should watch. Uh, so... Uh, if you were a kid or not a kid and you just watched iCarly and Victorious and Salmon Cat and stuff with Fred Figglehorn, watch that content because he tackles it from a uh, early 2020s uh, perspective so incredibly well. Uh, and also it'll give you something to do for like 40 hours. So... <laughs> That's a plus. That's a plus (laughs) and not a negative. Uh, Yeah, no, it's really, really, really good. Okay. And I am not done with it yet. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Well, thank you for sticking around. I'm sorry. I know we went a little bit longer than you wanted to, but I appreciate it. Sorry, friend. All right. So, Corey, before we Uh go. What's that? um, What happened? Nothing. What? So, before we go. do you have any final thoughts on this whole Treehouse of Horror? I, I, you know, Treehouse of Horror is my favorite kind of Simpsons. Um, and there's never a bad one, so... I mean, there's been some that aren't great, but... I haven't watched them then. Okay. But no, and this one, <laughs> I think, this this one is definitely probably in the top five. For sure, if not yeah. even higher than that. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, this might even be my favorite of all time, um, just because all three are very solid segments on their own. Right. Which I feel like a lot of times you get one. Sometimes you get two really good ones, and then you have one that's kind of just like, eh. Right. But like all three of these are very solid. Yeah. Very, very well done. The jokes hit really well. No, they're very good. Um, the Twilight Zone motif, I love that. You know, I'm a big Twilight Zone fan. Yep. And they've done a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror, they certainly have. So, but yeah, I, I just, I, I can't rave enough about, you know, this uh, offering of the Treehouse of Horror. It's just very, very good. So, all right. So, Act 4, you got anything? Um, You go first. All right. So for me, I've talked about it before, but it's wrapped up now, and the finale was absolutely incredible. Um, if you're not watching it yet, please, I urge you, watch Reservation Dogs. Oh my it's... God, I thought you were going to say The Walking Dead, and I was no. going to get up and leave. No. Reservation Dogs, it's so, so good, and the way this season ended, just very, very bittersweet and just wonderful, and I just I can't say enough about it. And then, real quick, just two more other ones, which are kind of related, and it's weird because sometimes I kind of, like, confuse the two of them together. Um, I'm a little late to this, uh, but I've been watching Ted Lasso and really, really enjoy it. And I've also been watching Welcome to Wrexham, which is a um, documentary about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney purchasing a football team in Wrexham, Wales, and kind of seeing the progression of them going in and buying the team. But both of those series kind of have a lot of overlap, 
where the team has like moved down in their league and they're trying to move up into a better league and everything. So there's been times where I'm kind of confusing the two together. Of course, one is real, one is a, a series, and it's, you know, of course they're both, well, one is in England, one is in Wales, um, but it's, but they're both very, very good. And of course, you know, one is a documentary and one is a scripted series, but, and I will say with Ted Lasso season two, it's funny, it's charming, it's wonderful, but they also tackle some pretty heavy issues too, um, which is rather interesting. So if you haven't watched it yet, again, like I said, I know I'm late to the game, um, but Ted Lasso, check it out. Okay, so it's my turn. Okay, so um, I guess I know what to do. What? I was on a podcast. There you go. I was on a podcast. It's sure not this podcast, but my besties, Mike, Maurice, and Susie, invited me to be on their podcast, The Boogeyman's Closet. That's we right. tackled one of my favorite movies. Um, it is a mockumentary. And as you know, why would you know this? As some of you know, that's one of my favorite styles. And we uh, did the uh, Behind the Mask, the Legend of Leslie Vernon. That's probably not the right title. Um, but you know what? I went to like four wineries today and I had wine <laughs> at each one of them. So maybe cut me some slack, people. Um and it's been released for a couple of weeks now. It's only been a week. We had a lot Maybe of fun. Two. Maybe two weeks. We had a lot of fun. It's always fun with them. And like I said, they're some of my best friends and they're the best people. And I'm so glad I have them in my life. I'm so emotional. And hey, you'll be hearing from them soon because they'll be joining us I'm soon. in tears thinking about how much I love these people. And I'm not lying, Brian. Confirm that That's I true. have tears yep. in my you eyes. Have tears in your eyes. Um, and if you're in the Buffalo area on Friday, October the 14th, it is Blamo, the art show that um, my friend Mike is heavily, heavily, heavily involved in. And some other people we know will be involved as yes, well. I believe yes. Matt LeMay is going to have some things uh, there. Tara yep. has stuff there also. Um, she also has a clothing. I'll ask Susie to plug it when they're here. I don't even know if Tara listens to this, but if you do, sorry I'm not plugging your stuff, Tara, <laughs> but you, you you get it. I'm, I, I'm wine. <laughs> That should be that should be the title of this. We'll see. You get it. I'm wine. Yep. <laughs> I'm always thinking right. ahead. Well, if you are curious, um, that episode was released on September 26th. See. Um, it's their 156th episode. And if you're interested in finding that, I know they are on some of the, um, you know, podcast They're engines on, uh, and things Podbean? like that. But yeah, I was just gonna mention that they are not on Spotify. But there are plenty of other ones they're on, and their main page is at uh, the Boogeyman's Closet. So it's all one word together with one G for Boogeyman, and the Boogeyman's Closet dot Podbean dot com. So you can um, check them out there, and if you're interested in listening to Corey or listening to their other episodes, listen to all of them. Go check them out. Not a bad one in the bunch, and sometimes maybe some guests that you know pop up. 
but we will. The guests are us. And a, we're the guests. But of course, we've said this before. We'll say it again. <laughs> we try our hardest to make this a family-friendly podcast, and they don't necessarily make those efforts. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm wine. All right. Um. Go ahead. All right. Well, in ending things, yes, great episode. Thank you for joining us today. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you as well. I was saying happy anniversary to Tim. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, no, happy anniversary yes. in all sincere. Yes. In all sincerity. And the same to you. Thank you. All right. And um, finally, as we get out of here uh, today, remember, if you want to contact us for any reason, you can find us on email, so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. You can follow us there. We've been posting some images and things every now and again. Um, on Facebook, you can find us So It's Come with the number two, this. And you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcast, or wherever you find your podcast. While you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. And don't forget to also look for us as well as a super team of pop culture craze podcasters, artists, and musicians united to spread the gospel of rad stuff at Rad Pantheon by going to radpantheon.com. Wow, you did it. I did it. Good for you. All right. So with that, let's get out of here. I don't know what else I can say. I I actually told you all to platonically smooch me with my consent. And then I took it back. You did. So really, I mean, if you see me, if you want to play Russian roulette with the smooches, you can. What does that mean? No one knows. Leave it. It's good content. That could also be a title. What does that mean? Leave it. It's good content. All right. We'll smell you later, everyone. Goodbye.